you know, it's been a strange time in America. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm getting older. Uh, I'm losing friends and relatives. Maybe it's because we just suffered through a pandemic uh, and there's a lot of loss that has come from that. We're facing a really rough economy. But there are some people who have been with us along the way in this journey, helping to protect your money in the economic war and helping to protect your family and our nation. And we've suffered loss when great patriots have passed on. I think over the past year or two, uh, my friend Phil Haney, who wrote uh, See Something, Say Something, he was a whistleblower uh, in the government, or Herman Cain, you know, the great Herman Cain, great businessman. He was a candidate for president. He was a guest on Economic War Room. And, and you know, he really shared the value and importance of free markets and free enterprise and right political thought. Um, Bishop Harry Jackson, also a guest on the Economic War Room, tremendous man that was helping in urban areas, and we featured him. And then, of course, there's the great Rich Higgins. And Rich Higgins, we've had on a couple of episodes, he wrote the memo, he worked in the Trump White House at the National Security Council, and he was a close friend and someone that I worked with directly at the Pentagon. In fact, he's the one who contracted for me to work there. You know, it's, it, it, they're all huge losses to this nation. They're also calls for us because they led by example. And recently, I heard that another dear friend, a guest on the Economic War Room, somebody that I've worked with through the years, Lieutenant Colonel from the Marines, retired, Chris Graham, wonderful man. He, he was picked by Ron DeSantis to lead the Florida State Guard after 75 years that they didn't have a state guard. He was the uh, main driving force at one time behind the counter-terrorist magazine to which I regularly contributed. I was a contributing editor and also to uh, Tactics and Preparedness magazine. And that's where uh, we worked very recently. In fact, just a month or so ago, we published a story on the digital Texan together. Well, we lost Chris, and the details aren't all in, and I don't know, I just got a call last week that said that he'd passed on, and I thought this was a time we should really stop and reflect, because he, his la one of his final great articles that he wrote, that was published in the Tactics and Preparedness May 22 issue, is titled, Lead by Example, Lead Yourself, Lead the World. That's a man who knew what he was talking about. I just want to read just a little portion of it because it is such an impactful thing for us today. And I'm just going to cut to the, to the closing up. He, he, he writes, sitting alone in the dark, cramming Twinkies in your face and binge watching Netflix while playing dress up in a surgical mask is not what you were created for. You were born for this place. You were born for this time. Hit play on Kid Rock's Born Free and lead by example. If you have experienced successfully leading yourself for at least one day, you're ready to lead others. Former Assistant Secretary of Defense under President Reagan and Chairman of the Center for Security Policy, Frank Gaffney, who is also a guest frequently in the Economic War Room, said the Biden-Harris team was installed to bring down America. Based on all his comments, I think he believes the improbable 2020 presidential election reports were not accurate. I think he believes they're de de deliberately working to reset our constitutional republic by flying the country into the ground and surrendering it to the Communist Party of China, controlled by the World Health Organization via a May 2022 WHA amendment ahead of US elections. 
regardless of whether the evidence before you has proven those charges, we all see the tidal wave of professional narrative merchants earnestly insisting that black is white, left is right, and right is wrong. Narratives are pushed from the top down, but things are fixed from the bottom up. And then what he did was he went and gave a call to you to fix the narrative, to put it in its place and bring truth forth. He said, don't just retreat Elon Musk quotes and send Ron DeSantis 20 bucks for his campaign for freedom. Do you want to identify the subversive influences in your city, county, and state offices and replace bad actors with men and women you trust to safeguard America's future? This is the call, lead by example. I love Chris Graham. I had the opportunity to share the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ with him. I believe he's sitting in heaven today, but I love that man. He has a 10-year-old son, Connor, and a beautiful wife he left, and I've been in conversation with his mother, and I just want to tell you that man is a true patriot. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity I had to get to know him. When we published, and this is in May of 2015, Oil, Economic Warfare, and America's Future. That's an article that he helped me publish in his magazine. We talked about the oil wars that we're facing right now. We talked about Iranian economic warfare. Here's September 2014. Islamic economic warfare, jihad with money. This goes back to 2012. Here's one that I'm particularly proud of. In September of 2011, is China at war with the USA? We were way ahead of the curve telling you that China really was at war with us. Their intentions were not to be our banker and, and to be our supplier of consumer products, but their intentions are to control the world and use economic warfare to do it. People didn't believe us then, but Chris understood and he published that. Here's another one. This is from June, of June, July of 2013. Russia, China, and the new global democratic peace. This is tremendous foreshadowing to Putin's invasion of the Ukraine. We labeled them, called them out, and said this is what they're doing, and they're trying to create a new axis against the United States. Now, that was the counterterrorist when we worked together here. Here's a couple of articles. This one is August 2017, Tactics and Preparedness. It's an article of mine he published, Is There Another World War on the Horizon? People laughed and said, are you kidding? Uh, no, we were just a little bit early, but it was right on. And economic warfare as a tactic of total war, April of 2018. And then the most recent one, of course, that I shared is on the digital Texan. Chris saw instantly how powerful it was to have a state-based currency based on Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and watch our episode or look up, and we'll put it in the battle plan, a link to read how Texas or any state can have their own currency based on gold and silver according to the Constitution and supported by Supreme Court rulings. Chris Graham knew what it meant to lead by example. So I, I want to share in this episode, when we come back, we'll show you clips from some of our fallen heroes and some of the great advice that they gave us. And then we're gonna have a tribute to Chris with uh, two of my dear friends that also worked with Chris, uh, uh, Colonel Tommy Waller and um, former Marine and also uh, former FBI and now trainer of trainers, uh, John Guandolo who really outlines the threat. So we'll come back, we'll have clips, and then we'll have a visit with two of Chris's friends. 
Well, some people describe my career as meteoric because some people would say I couldn't keep a job, and some people said that I couldn't keep from getting promoted. I started out after graduating from Morehouse College in 1967 as a mathematician for the Department of the Navy, working on weapons systems. Uh, stayed there for about six years, and during that time, got my master's degree from Purdue University in computer science. Moved on to the Coca-Cola Company as a business analyst. Stayed there four years, moved on to the Pillsbury Company as a business analyst, manager of business analysts. Uh, eventually, they promoted me to head of MIT for the largest subsidiary, largest division. And eventually, I became VP of technology for the Pillsbury Company in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I was 34 years old when I got to that point. Uh, it was quick and unexpected. I didn't have as much IT experience as many of the people that were working for me, but someone saw some leadership qualities in me that they continued to put me in charge of things, and I continued to get things done. It's called performance. So there was a subordinate to the President of the United States who was duly elected by the people of the United States, who had a policy towards Ukraine that represented the official policy of the United States, and the subordinate did not like the policy, and therefore he cr tried to create some mechanism by which he could impeach the president? Is that what you're telling right. me? That's exactly what happened. And uh, because he was unwilling to carry the issue forward himself, he was able to work with one of his, um, I'll call them ideological allies. Uh, and the two of them you know, basically concocted this entire whistleblower scheme, uh, which you know, Chairman Schiff uh, you know, use these you know secret these secret star chamber hearings down in the in the basement of the Capitol. Uh, it, the the entire thing was just disgustingly un-American on so many levels. And the worst part about it, from my, in my opinion, is all that the president wanted was some assurances that the graft and the corruption that had been taking place vis-a-vis -vis the aid packages in Ukraine would stop. I'm a former Marine, uh, retired uh, not too long ago as Lieutenant Colonel. Um, I served in a, a variety of positions. I first enlisted when I was 17 years old. Uh, I happened to be in the right place at the right time when the Marine Corps was standing up an anti-terrorism battalion, so I was a part of that, founding member of that for the, for the short number of years it existed before it was disbanded. Um, had some experience, uh, a few deployments to Iraq. And then once I got out of the Marine Corps off active duty, I continued to uh, consult and, and um, work on independent contracts in support of some, some high-threat security operations and conflict zones. And right now, uh, and in the recent past, providing a lot of training to a different uh, range of government agencies. All right. So you work with government agencies, and what do you show them? What do you teach them? Well, I, you know, I teach a lot of firearms, some driving tactics, um, everything from protective operations to hostage survival and personnel recovery, things along those lines. Help me understand exactly who your audience is and, and what you want them to learn. I appreciate that. So tactics and preparedness is really targeted toward any American that is interested in, in self-defense, in resiliency, in maximized human performance. So that might be physical training or something along those lines, as well as outdoor skills. So those skills are all relevant to preppers. So if you happen to be a prepper, you'd probably love the magazine. But that's not really the focus of, of, of where we go. Um, resiliency would be the key word. Um, everything in it, it should be actionable skills that you can practice uh, after reading an article. So once you read the article, there should be steps you can take on your own to develop some skills in that regard. 
uh, even among articles that recommend different courses or, or, or provide a, a, a description of different courses and, 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 and what have you that are offered at different, different places, one of the mandates I have for writers for the magazine is that the article should be actionable and provide something of value even if the guy or girl reading the article never attends your course. In this tribute show to some of the fallen heroes, you know, we're going to make a special notice of our dear friend, Chris Graham, who's been on the show numerous times, but uh, Chris is a, is a true American hero. In fact, he was appointed to the state guard, to head the state guard by Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. And let me just read to you uh, what he said when he reactivated the state guard after 75 years. Here's, he introduced me, he said, he started out as an enlisted Marine, worked his way up the ranks, served as an officer for 20 years, earned a Purple Heart along the way. He's been a helicopter pilot. He served three tours in Iraq. He's been a special projects officer and created the model for the anti-terrorism battalion companies, including their pre-deployment training and their standard operating procedures for close quarter battles and personal security detail operations. Those are significant high levels of training. Ron DeSantis picked our friend Chris because he was so good at what he did and he loved America. And as I mentioned before, he wrote the article, Lead by Example, and his example was stellar. So I want to introduce you to two friends, uh, uh, Colonel Tommy Waller in the Marine Corps Reserves and also John Guandolo, who served in the Marines, Naval Academy grad, and, and also served in the FBI. So let's first, let's start with Tommy and let him share some reflections about his friend Chris. Yeah, Kevin, thank you for the introduction. Uh, what, what an honor to be able to honor the life of Chris Graham. Uh, I'll never forget the first time that I met him. Uh, it was actually at drill. We happened to both be serving in the same Marine Corps Reserve Unit, uh, Third Force Reconnaissance uh, in Mobile, Alabama. So I was just coming in as the uh, executive officer of the XO, and uh, he was serving as the air officer. And you know, we got to talking about what we do in the civilian world, we call the civilian world. And you know, he asked about my job. And you know, I kind of thought for sure that he's not gonna recognize this, the nonprofit that I work for. But I just said, well, I just work for a, you know, a national security related nonprofit out of Washington. Uh, okay, which one? Uh, you know, the Center for Security Policy. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, Frank Gaffney. Uh, yeah, I was just sharing a stage with him uh, at an event with, with Kevin Freeman. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what? <laughs> you were sharing a stage with my boss at an event? So you know Kevin Freeman? Yeah, man, Kevin Freeman and I have been, been you know, friends for a long time. In fact, uh, you know, he's got a new book out, Game Plan. I said, yeah, <laughs> I know. I just did it on audio. He's like, yeah, well, I, I endorsed the book. What? You, like the air officer in, in our unit, you in, endorsed his book. And, and, you know, so sure enough, you can look in game plan and you can see Chris Graham's endorsement. That, that's how we met and just re recognizing that, like, what a small world, right? So here's, here's a, a Marine, Marine officer who started off uh, as an enlisted Marine, recon Marine at that same unit and, and worked his way up through uh, the ranks, eventually becoming an officer, a pilot with plenty of combat experience, eventually a Joint Tactical Air Controller or JTAC. Uh, controlling aviation assets and you know putting warheads on four on foreheads as they say uh, over and over and, and and actually did a whole lot of work for other government agencies in different capacities throughout his his time serving this country uh, and one of the things that I just recall that separated Chris Graham from you know from the the, the regular humans <laughs> besides just the fact that he looked like Superman and was towering above most of us uh, was the, his towering intellect uh, and his appreciation for understanding threats to this country. Uh, a lot of us are able to observe 
the world around us to, to study our adversaries, um, to study the doctrine of our adversaries, but very few of us can actually translate that, that into helping other people understand it uh, in, in creative ways, right? So a lot of us can brief these things. What Chris Graham was able to do is actually translate that into written form in fictional books. And I thought that that was just an amazing talent he had. So there's two books that he wrote uh, called, Un it's the Unrestricted Warfare series. Uh, the, the first um, called uh, Election Disinformation. And so that was a fictional book, it was a story. But if you read that book, you will see real world history and events that took place over the last 15 years. You'll recognize when you read the different characters in the book, if you have been watching world events, you'll know exactly who these players are. He couldn't name them by name. But he tells the story of how these things could actually happen in the real world with respect to espionage and influence, assassination, all the things that, that evil people do uh, in order to, to create the opportunity for tyranny. And so Chris Graham really stood uh, in the face of that tyranny. He, he, his life's calling uh, was to help all of us, to lead us, to help us to understand that tyranny and to fight it. And so, you know, one of the things that he, that he did, uh, he was the editor of Tactics and Preparedness magazine, which uh, was a resource, is a resource for people to understand tactics and preparedness. But it wasn't just that. He put in this magazine, uh, every issue had a profile of courage that he would, you know, find someone. I, I just recall one of the most recent ones, the profile of courage was about uh, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, Dr. Long, who, you know, I've now had the privilege of becoming friends with, who's this, this, one of the whistleblowers on the, the Department of Defense vaccine mandate. This is a, an issue that caused Chris uh, to make the decision to retire from the Marine Corps uh, and to cause me to make a decision to retire from the Marine Corps uh, for, for the institution's failure to, uh, to uphold the law. And so that's something that Chris wrote about. In fact, uh, I think anybody who, who is watching this really, um, I'm hoping that we can get a copy of, of the you know, cover article that Chris wrote in Tactics and Preparedness called Lead by Example. Lead yourself, lead the world uh, is the name of this. And Chris tells his story in this issue of Tactics and Preparedness in such a way that it's just imminently inspiring. And it, it inspired me, uh, it, it inspired everybody I know uh, that read it. And I think in a, in a way it, it inspired people in, in the state government of, of the state of Florida. I mean, it wasn't long after Chris authored this article uh, that you know, he was interviewed uh, for a position in the state government of Florida to lead the state guard. Uh, and so you know, what, a, what a, an opportunity, a national treasure um, I think Chris, uh, Chris is and was and would have been in a position to do Im immense good for the state of Florida and for the rest of the country. And so I think we just need to pray uh, that, um, that those in, in the state are able to find someone who will take the example he set and the momentum that he established uh, first with this article and then in his planning and, and uh, set up for that state guard uh, to make it successful in the future. We owe it to Chris to do just that. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, I feel that too. And, and I also want to introduce to our audience uh, John Guandolo, 
who worked with Chris Graham as well, and John has dedicated his life, both in the Naval Academy, in the Marine Corps, in the FBI, and now awakening America to the risks that we face in our country. He worked closely with Chris Graham, so John, please share with us some of your thoughts on our mutual friend. Thank you, Kevin, for giving me an opportunity to share some thoughts about uh, Chris Graham and his life, and I, after listening to some of the other comments that have been shared, I just want to give my impression of Chris because to me, he is one of those great, great people who is now gone and there's this massive vacuum and the average American doesn't even know it. And my friendship uh, personally and professionally with Chris just kind of really involved a number of different things. So Chris worked with me and we traveled together uh, to go into communities and assess the threat levels and what could be done in certain areas around the United States. Uh, Chris came through a number of our trainings, including our, our lengthy training program, our Train the Trainer. He had a vast understanding of the Islamic, the communist threats, the way that hostile foreign governments were engaged with the United States uh, through asymmetric warfare, regular warfare. And he's one of the very few military officers that I've met who had a handle on these things in a way that his understanding translated into effective action and the ability to help others understand it. And his loss, his death, uh, to me, is not only devastating as a friend and as somebody, we used to be sounding boards for each other for ideas, but as a real leader in this movement. And he and I had talked about uh, some roles that we were certainly preparing for him prior to him getting the, uh, the appointment as the director of the State Guard in Florida. And uh, I have to say, I'm, I'm sad for Florida because the loss of Chris Graham as the director of the State Guard there is probably greater than they even understand because the things that uh, he was preparing to do would have greatly benefited uh, Florida and beyond. But I really want to just say the, the personal loss as a guy who not only I had a great, uh, as I said, we traveled together, we worked together, we bounced ideas off each other. I'm gonna greatly miss that. But he is one of a very small number of people in the country that I had a lo that level of trust and uh, the mutual respect we had for each other uh, was tremendous and I'm gonna miss that a great deal. And of course, I uh, really weep for his bride and, uh, and his son, Connor. And it makes me just look back at other great men that we've lost. And Rich Higgins comes to mind because Rich was the one guy in the country that was able to take his understanding of all of this and actually translate it into real action, both in the war fighting side overseas as well as advice and counsel he was able to give national leaders 
uh, including Mr. Trump, about how to deal with these threats. And of course, the tragic death of Phil Haney, who was again a great friend, but also a tremendous colleague. And we understood each other's journey because they were so very similar, speaking truth and being attacked for it. And as I look at the last six months or so, uh, really since last February, losing Rich Higgins and now uh, losing Chris Graham and others we've lost along the way, I can only say I believe it's my duty and my encouragement to others who are patriots. It's our duty uh, to honor these men by actually identifying and vanquishing the enemy. All enemies that stand against liberty and our Republican form of government, our free market economy, and everything that we cherish, which is a God-blessed nation that literally rests on the law of nature and the law of nature's God. And I believe fighting for that is how we honor great men like these. Thank you, Tommy, and thank you, John. Uh, we're sharing some really warm, heartfelt memories about our friend Chris Graham, a fallen hero. Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. You can get a copy of this week's free economic battle plan where you'll have links to learn more about Chris Graham and how you can lead by example by going to economicwarroom.com. This is Kevin Freeman from The Economic War Room.